Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. I myself am your host, Ted Jones, alongside on the other side of the screen. Peter Moran. Peter Moran. Bro, I would like to just start off by saying I believe I passed by your apartment today. I was going to text you, but it was very cold. I didn't want to whip out the phone and I knew I was going to be seeing you in a couple of hours. So I didn't want to seem too clingy. Should I have texted you? Were you, were you mid-jog? Um, no, it's not mid-jog. I was mid-walk, but as you okay. know, it was freezing today. Don't, yeah. get, don't give your address up here on the pod, <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure I was in the area. I, I bet you were. I know you know. No, it would have been – I don't think there's a wrong answer there because there's one – there's definitely a chance. It's weird because everyone's always hanging out at home but working from home. You could have hit me up and I could have been mid-work call. You also could have hit me up and I would have been like, dude – I was just chilling. I had nothing going on. Good to see you. Today was actually probably a great day to not because I very rarely am busy, but today was. So also, do you I don't, have, sorry, do you have that? Do you have the window looking onto the street too? Like you could have. I do. Wave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm flashing my neighbors all day long, flashing huh. the streets people. I would have loved to see that. Well, dude, how are you? You said you got um, a good amount of work done. I'm very excited. Do you know why I'm very excited? I want to know why you're very excited. I want you to tell the people. I believe everyone that's listening that this will be the last time that we do this virtual episode. Now, I have a coronavirus test check later today. I already got a negative test uh, two days ago, but according to the New York City rules and Mr. Cuomo in the government and such, excuse me, as the governor and such says that Hmm. 72 hours after we land from Florida, we got to get a test. So I've been quarantining. And um, I'm excited to see you, man, to say the least. Yeah, dude, it'll be good to get, get back, start cooking in the stew again. It'll be, uh, you know, this is, this is one of the few times when I'm like, yeah, forget Zoom. Let's go do this IRL because as far as work is concerned, I'm like, forget the office. I never need a cubicle ever again. But when it comes to the pod, sometimes you just need to look across the room and see another human's face. I know, bro. Like, literally, I'm looking <clears throat> at this 45-degree angle right here, right now. <laughs> the seat that I hold absent. So, like, with your legs hanging, you got that arm wrapped on the table. It'll be perfect. You know, man. Yeah, dude. It'll be good to be back. I can't hey, – this is my first – this is, like, welcome to the new year. It's official now, right? The fifth day of a full work week for the first time in a long time. You got an actual fresh weekend coming up. You know, it's life – we might still be stuck in this core, but, you know, life uh, rings anew. Is that life rings anew? That's no, a I mean, a lot, of, a lot of new adventures for sure, mm-hmm. um, specifically for the both of us. I'm sure everybody listening as well, they have a checklist of things they want to do for 2021. One thing I would like to ask you, I uh, started this series on Amazon. It's called Everest. That's uh, true. What is it? Semicolon or colon? What's the dot dot? Right? Is that the colon? dot dot? I, hmm, I think that's semicolon because it's smaller. Yeah. Less but, wouldn't be, but wouldn't it be semi if it's like a dot and then a comma? Because it's only half a colon. I think that's the colon. I'm not very confident in my response, but sixty forty right. well, says if, the opposite. If you guys, if you guys can write <laughs> in and let us know. We don't have time to Google this. Uh, <laughs> but this show I'm watching on Amazon came out in like 2007. Uh, It has three seasons I'm seeing. I am on the second season. It's called Everest Beyond the Limit. So a camera guy follows these like 12 people up to the top of Everest. And then like each hurdle that they get, they get to like the second um, 
front. They get to each. But this is a documentary, right? This is real. Yeah, this is what I was telling you about. Advanced base camp. And um, at each place, you have like a few hours to complete the hike or they send you back down because you're not ready for it. Some parts get too icy. It, this is like one of the, I think, the most extreme things you could do in your life. Would you ever even think to attempt to do something like this? I wouldn't. It would, I, because of like technology and phone addiction and all that, I think there is an increased desire to just like go out to the wilderness, do something crazy. And I could see myself getting to that point of like, I'm going to be in the wilderness trying to attempt like a significant physical feat at some point. Everest though, like I'm just not that person. I'm just not, you have to, you have to be so passionate about it. You have to care so much. Like I couldn't, if you told me I had to run a half marathon or go like hike three days of the Appalachian, I wouldn't do it unless there was strong incentive. So to do Everest, like there would need to be a million bucks at the top for me to put in that effort. And also, man, like the amount of comfort, it just looks like the, the amount of uncomfort, I mean, that goes through climbing Everest. Oh. It just seems in, insane. But I, I did have a specific question for you. Now, you're saying that you wouldn't go up top um, to Everest. Very valid. I don't believe I would. I don't even know people. You know what? If you were, if you would climb to the top of Everest, please let us know. TedJonesWorld at gmail.com because we want to hear from you. Because that's a I had design. I had a old roommate who we played baseball together. So he was like fairly fit, but it's baseball. It's not that much of a grind, but he was, he was obsessed with Everest. He was always saying he wanted to do it at some point in his life. He's just, you know, like a guy that works a very office job, makes good money, hates his life. He makes sense. Right. Then one day we're drinking and he says, I could run a half marathon. The guy, he, he had gotten out of shape too much drinking. And he was like talking shit. I could run a half marathon. And I was like, you no shot, no shot. We make a bet. I think it was $1,300 that he has a month to be able to run a half marathon. And this guy, like, like, that's not crazy. For a lot of people, you can almost wake up and go run a half marathon. He wasn't fat, but he had gotten out of shape for like the last year, year and a half. Well, what, at what pace though? You mean like finish a he half needs, marathon? He needs to run it. And I, I think we gave him three hours, which is like as slow as you can be while like actually jogging, no walking. Right. So this is not that difficult. And I hope I'm getting this right and, and, and not doing him a disservice, but I think those were the exact numbers, $1,300. And I know there's no shot he's going to actually do this. My ploy was get him to agree to the bet and then later have him try to buy out of the bet, which is ultimately what happened. I told him $100 and the bet's off. And that's what he ended up giving me like a week to, I think he ran twice. He like threw up, <laughs> he like threw up. He was like coughing up blood after like a four mile run. He's like, there's no way this is happening. This is hell i didn't want to take 1300 bucks for my buddy so we broke the deal so all that to say like if you want to climb everest you have to be about that life like it has to be eat sleep and breathe everest for probably years yeah okay so it costs the stats here it costs forty thousand dollars oh my god to the top so you spend like almost three months up there uh like any like 80 to 90 days depending on how long it takes you have Sherpas you got to pay. You have all your gear, the food, the law, not the lodge. I mean, you have tent. Yeah. But my question to you is, do you think that it would be easier to climb Everest now with global warming or like harder with like the iciness maybe and the mountain? I heard there was a shift that it like actually it's like very, very small, but it's maybe like a few hundred feet higher now because of a little bit of an earthquake in the general area. I don't know. I think... I think it's going to be frigid cold. So I don't think the global warming is doing you any 
any good in terms of temps. I think it's probably more difficult, if anything, because of like a slippier terrain. But I would guess it's probably pretty much the same deal as it's always been, aside from like we know more and we have better training to prepare. And I say we, knowing full well, I will never attempt that climb unless I become a completely different person than what I am now. We as humankind, right? Okay, so it, I mean, if you guys are interested in this sort of thing, which I really wasn't until I was looking for a documentary to watch, <laughs> I was scrolling on IG. Uh, this is a good one for sure. Everest Beyond the Limits. The first season was like 2008, and then they did one uh, right after that, and then there was a third season as well. But just super interesting to watch people just live in this environment for like three months there's half there's yeah. half the air on almost the entire mountain and then obviously the higher you get up there becomes less and less air obviously yeah i think but that, that's the thing i think like it's fascinating to people like you and i because it's a different lifestyle i think if it's that fascinating it's probably because you're not going to be like sure i'm sure someone will see it and it'll change their life and they'll want to be that person they'll go do it but it's such a different version because that's what I like to see on TV or in a documentary. I want to see something that would never be me. I want to get out of my life and, and look at these people. So I, I just don't see myself ever having that discipline. I'm a week into a sober January, maybe January, we'll see. And like getting my fitness up and I'm like, I'm so bored and not who I am. So you haven't had a drink all of January. No drinks all January uh it's what, know, what day smoking, you told me you were giving up as well yeah i think that started on like the second or something so maybe a couple days behind it's only the eighth is we're taping this right now so nothing crazy but even just having like a week of like focused on my nutrition and my fitness and all that getting to bed early i'm like this is a very temporary thing this is me doing myself a favor so later i can enjoy my life a little bit more and not worry about it you know i so yeah and i could see future stuff of like going on a a phone free retreat or like a serious like boot camp type fitness for like a short stint of time but yeah something on a much 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 smaller scale of discipline now let me ask you do you feel like this is a resolution sort of year for you or just like all right it's time for me to do something off it's i'm not a huge like new year new me type of guy but it's just it's good timing because life is very simple right now there's not a lot going on not a lot i'm missing out a lot of people travel need to quarantine all that so it's just like a good time it's me getting a jump start on a year like putting money in the bank effectively that's what i'm trying to do that's a, i mean that's a good move dude and as you accumulate money in your bank i was walking around the city today and it honestly seems like there's another store that's closed on each block as I walk Absolutely. by, dude. Yeah, um, dude. But even in your neighborhood, down where it's popping, where all the bars and all the restaurants are, closing up shop, lower Fifth Avenue where I was, and, you know, where the, the Zara's, the H&M's, the Lululemon's are. It just seems yeah. that, like, the only people that are able to, or the only companies that are able to take over those large spaces are companies that have an online presence. You know, like New Balance would maybe be the only store down there that I would think that doesn't have such a big online presence, but I'm probably wrong. It definitely does have a huge online presence. They have a ton yeah. of people who wear their gear that are sponsored by them, but it looks like things are moving towards online. And um, yeah, brick and mortar is dying, bro. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're sprinting towards the death of brick and mortar. There. I'll tell you this. I used to shop, um, you know, as like a social thing or with a girlfriend or something like that. And I will say the last <laughs> time I made a significant purchase, it was because I was with a girl that I wanted to impress. The ripped jeans. 
Wait, what but, do you actually? You bought yeah. ripped jeans to try and impress a girl? Like I liked them, but I don't think I would have bought them if she weren't like those look great on you. You know what oh I mean? Oh my god! It's Wait, probably how, much, how much were those jeans? By the way, this is a fresh pair of ripped <laughs> jeans that Peter brought to the first episode. I think we recorded. Yeah, they're like they're my like if I'm doing something like it's Friday. If I go anywhere tonight, I'm wearing the ripped jeans. Like no doubt, that's wow, just yes. That, that's my the staple of my wardrobe now. They were two fifty, which I I'm not a big spender on, on clothing. That's the most I've ever spent on an item, and it's not close. I can't even maybe like a jacket for half of that, but jackets are just expensive. Uh, but with the death of brick and mortar, I'm never going to be in that situation of walking into a store with uh, a girl I like and. You, you know when you enter this is me i enter a mall and like suddenly i'm immediately hit with a yawn it's a little too warm my back starts to ache i need to sit down i'm so thirsty like a mall takes <laughs> i would i would struggle more spending four weeks inside a mall than i would climbing everest that's how difficult <laughs> the atmosphere is for me you know, it's also it also like I, I bet in buffalo it's a huge change in the temperature going from outside to inside a mall no yeah, yeah, there's some there's something to that, but but at any point like that nothing sucks the life out of me more than shopping. Even if I want to be there, even if I'm looking for something for myself, I enter a mall and I just like I lose my will to exist. I, I get I get emotionally affected. I become depressed inside a mall usually. I used to be one of those guys who would wear like those pieces like exactly, spend $250 on something, wear it a few times and then by like the fourth time I wore it, everybody had seen it. So yeah. Oh, that's the only shirt you wear, and then it's like, God damn it! Like, what am I supposed to do with this four hundred dollar t shirt? <laughs> that's why. Sometimes, dude. I always prep people with like, hey, this is this is actually goes into a theory I have on life. Is like, I always prep people for who I'm going to be. It's kind of like an eight mile when Eminem came out in the final rap battle, and he was like, Yeah, I live with my mom in a trailer. Yeah, huh. my stepdad's a bum. Yeah, like everyone hooked up with my girl, whatever. And he just took away anything you were going to say about him. That's how I am with my personality and my clothes. I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing these jeans every single day. And no one's going to talk about that because I already told him. I already prepped. You're not telling me new news. That's the eight mile method. That's how I live my life. It's the eight mile method. I love it. So dude, you told me you got a lot of work done today uh, from inside the house. Very nice. I hope everybody is enjoying their, what's today? Like you said, January 8th inside the house, a little bit chilly today. And it's, it's becoming the weather where I'm a little bit uncomfortable ordering the iced coffees. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I did go to a Starbucks today, and they have that, that sleeve that they put on the hot coffee when it's too hot, correct? You know what yes. I'm talking about? Absolutely. So I, I've been calling it a hand warmer, and each time I've called it a hand warmer at Starbucks, one of the baristas behind the desk has laughed. But uh-huh. Starbucks needs to figure out a hand warmer that fits the Trenta iced coffees, or the venti, rather, because it just... It only really gets to the, the end of the Starbucks cup and then my hand is freezing and then it's an issue and it makes me regret getting an ice cold coffee. Do you know that, I would just toss a few extra napkins. I usually do. If, right. if you get that, you, you kind of have to choke up on it because it doesn't wrap around. You hold it low, you get a couple napkins, but really it's not iced coffee season. Even me, a loyal iced coffee, I'm holding uh, what is now room temp hot latte. Uh, from this morning's expedition but i've also been blending up like a like a coffee shake in the morning um so that that is cold but it's something i drink indoors uh, i want to i want to present something i want to present something to oh, the podcast sure. go ahead bro this is a this is a new segment if you will and it actually ties in with the email that we'll get to later kind Great. of um 
this is a would you rather would you rather's roommate themed would you rather's i know we're in quarantine a lot of people are dealing with roommate issues on a much higher level than they would not not you you live alone myself i, I kind of live alone right now so not everyone but a lot of people are dealing with uncomfortable living situations so we're doing a would you rather on your roommate here right. hypothetical so here we go your roommate a your roommate has a significant other that they've known for only about three months but sleeps over almost every single night and acts like they live there eat from the fridge bring their food whatever or they constantly get hammered and bring randoms home like all sorts of times you have no idea what to expect completely unpredictable people that they're bringing over so but does the does a completely unpredictable person people that are being brought over do they eat from the fridge too you, you have no idea. They're just bringing, like, frequently bringing home, like, randoms they met at the bar, and they're hammered, and they could be loud, they could be great, they could be whatever. But this is happening all the time. Or the, like, new significant other that just acts like a roommate. I would prefer, I mean, obviously, I would prefer neither. But since we're playing, yes. <laughs> would you rather? I think that having the girlfriend is the move. No? Just because they yeah. just could be someone that you're getting familiar with and eventually if this person becomes too comfortable you can just kind of tell them off and be like okay you're gonna have to start paying for that or that was my oat milk what are you doing eating yeah. Cheerios, this and that um and, and you become more comfortable and also it's definitely scarier if you don't know who your roommate is bringing over yeah especially yeah, during this time of of coronavirus bro yeah yeah right now it's exacerbated we say regular times even so i'd still probably choose i'd still probably choose the consistent way too early to be acting like this girlfriend just because like maybe they're bringing some entertainment to me even maybe i like them i i know what to expect i can play off of this person it's like maybe it's a little excitement i would i would prefer neither they're both bad situations and bad roommate moves but but yeah you start bringing over someone you've known for three months and they're eating out of my fridge. I feel like I'm a non-confrontational person, but I feel like that I would be okay with bringing up. I, I take issue to it. So what, what kind of person do you think would choose the, the latter? I mean, someone that lives a similar lifestyle, perhaps someone, a night owl. That's the other thing. It's definitely not you. You're, you're an early bird, but uh, yeah, someone that's more of a night owl, they, they don't mind just like, Oh, it's a party. I used to live with a roommate kind of like that. And it didn't bother me a ton. Cause I was, I was playing a lot of online poker. I was staying up and you bring someone home. It's like, I can either ignore it. Sometimes it was a little too loud and obnoxious and uncomfortable, but like I could choose to ignore it or I could participate in the fun. Um, but yeah, I, I would personally prefer like someone that I'm even, even if it's way too early, a little more familiar with. I think that it actually could make a difference if it's like your first apartment in New York city versus like your third apartment in New York city with a roommate by like That's the true. first year in the city, you want to find out all the cool restaurants near you, all the cool bars, meet as many people as possible. But then by like your third year and your roommate, you kind of know what's going on in the city. You're not going out maybe as much and you want to be comfortable. You want to be comfortable in your apartment. You know which neighborhood you want to be in. You pick this roommate because you think you, you thought you'd get along the best with this roommate. You have your spots that you go to. You have your nights. You have your routine. Um, this, this second option of a person, of a roommate that just brings back whoever and, um, you know, whenever, it, it sounds more of like a novice, rookie kind yeah. of move to be in the in new york city you know 
that's actually very accurate because when I reflect on that, that's exactly what I was dealing with. I was first apartment, someone else that was pretty new to the city, just trying to have fun, trying to do whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm in New York, random experiences. Here comes Susan who like, (laughs) I probably would hate if I met on a random, (laughs) just random occasion. And obviously I'm not catching these uh, people at their best moments. And the roommate, anyone who's hanging out with that roommate is probably not a great gal, but I don't, yeah, I don't mind because I'm just like, yeah, chaos, sick, it's fun. And now I'm like, like you said, I'm a little more established. I know what I want and you're kind of getting in the way of it with your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And the longer you spend in New York City, you're like, okay, I, I guess I'm here for a reason. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like I need to be in New York to either like further my career or I need to be here for a specific job. You're not just going to like be in New York City and just be messing around the whole time. Right. In my yeah, you said you seem very much like a person. I mean, it's different because you're not transplant. You know, you, you grew up here, but you seem very much like someone who is about accomplishing goals and moving forward in life than just like, what am I going to do tonight? I have no idea. Like, hopefully something fun. But you know? I, did, I did have that period of time when I was younger, for sure. Yeah, that's so that's so typical to the New York experience is like 21 to 24, five, six of just like, we're going to bars till four. All right, let's do it. And and even if you weren't that person beforehand, you feel like you have to be just to be social. Just because like, Brunch, what else is there? Yeah. Brunch, exactly. That is, yeah. And it's not only New York, but I think it's especially New York compared to other major cities where it's just like, that's what everyone's doing. That's what the people you're meeting at work doing. You're probably working for like a big company or bank or whatever if you're here. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely the the lifestyle to the New York rookie bottomless mimosa so dude how does this tie into the email that you're talking about i gotta stop saying dude and bro man it's too much it's too much i like to punctuate with dude dude listen that's that's my (laughs) that's my use of dude uh it does tie in um because we have kind of a unique living situation i like this email a lot um again ted jones ted jones world at gmail.com send send these emails and this one caught my eye also you know Hit the DMs. I'm Peter Moran, M-O-R-A-N. Hit Ted Jones. You know, we'll answer your questions if they're as good as this one. Even if they're not, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll respond with a DM if you want that advice. Well, last episode was actually a great topic. Thomas the boxer brought up a point about him being self-conscious about his nipples, and he's just a killer boxer, so he should not be self-conscious about his nipples. And I hope that he took that to heart. Listen to last episode. And um, we got him a little bit out of his head, Peter. Yeah, no, I mean, I I love it. I love giving advice. I give advice unsolicited, so it's nice to have it solicited. Uh, But I've also kind of developed a trend with um, a lot of my female friends. I know it's not... uh, It's not very strange for this to be the case, but I think I've grown into this role very much so over the last year or so where a lot of my female friends are like talk to peter he's the guy what's going on with this dude you've been talking to so it's not only dating advice it's life advice whatever but i have noticed i had a call from a friend of mine earlier today she wanted to discuss her troubles um this is becoming it's becoming my role and i'm kind of embracing it so you know hit us up we'll we'll figure it out on air off air whatever uh okay let's let's hear this email this is from jeremy he's Another fella. He's living with his parents because of COVID. This is brand new. It wasn't the start. He said living with the parents because of COVID for about a month now, but my parents are hardcore empty nesters and life at the old homestead is kind of weird right now. They're retired. They're not doing anything. They just want to have fun. 
this is this made me laugh. Dad walks around naked all the time. We're talking making sandwiches in the kitchen, butt naked, maybe underwear on. He's a tidy whitey guy. I I I laugh, but I feel bad. He says they don't really care about COVID because they're having their other like old retired people over and hanging out and having fun. They're listening to music late night. They're drinking a lot. And he says, I have a great, they have a nice place. I have a great room in their home and it's cool to stay there. But like they're effectively horrible roommates, but I don't know how to talk to my parents as peers. I don't know how to tell them, Hey dad, put some clothes on. I don't know how to tell my parents, like stop having people over, stop drinking so much, stop partying so late. Uh, but how, how do I talk to them about this? And how does my dad not realize how weird this is for me? Um, definitely sounds crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that he's probably an only child. Can we assume that? And he, yeah, no indication of a sibling. And it seems like Jeremy is a little bit far removed from his, his relationship with his parents. I, w- I think things have changed. I'm imagining he got out of the city. He was, like you said, only child. And now the parents are like, all right, he's gone. Let's do our thing. They sound fun, but no. The naked so, thing throws me. So, so do you think that Jeremy wants to know how he should bring bring this up with his parents? So just act more, I don't know, act more like 21st century normal? I, not even, I don't know. Like the COVID thing is difficult. I think a lot of people are having that conversation. And I don't really know if they haven't got it at this point. Like I hate to say it, but like they're living their life that way. I don't know if you can really change that. Like, I don't think anything you say to them is going to change it. Hopefully it's not like crazy. Hopefully it's like a minimal amount of people, but that sounds kind of tough and you might have to avoid them a little bit. But he also said that he can't really go back to the city right now, work-wise, like he can't really afford it. So he needs a second at home. Um, But I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I personally, I can't imagine my parents living like that, but I also can't imagine if they were, how I would talk to them and be like, dad, put some clothes on. I, th- I think by starting off lightly and just being like, dad, it makes me really uncomfortable when you walk around naked. I could have a Zoom call and I don't want one of my coworkers or one of my bosses to see you walking around in your underwear or naked in the background. It would be yeah. fired from my job. I'd say start off with something serious like that instead of being like, dad, put on some underwear. It's gross. I can see your old balls or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, this is my house, son. You, you, then you, if you don't yeah. like it, you can leave. That sounds, that's how I picture his dad though, because like, all right, we're making some assumptions. Jeremy, you can respond if it's incorrect, but like, he's the only child, like we said, he's only been out for a little bit. They're already retired. They're probably not that old. It sounds like they got a nice place. They're probably wealthier. And the dad is just like, like, I think he knows, I think he knows. And he's big dogging his son. Cause he's saying, go get a job, get out of here, go do your real thing. I live my life however I want. And if you want to come here, you're not going to mess with my style. I walk around naked and I have old couples over. We're probably swingers. <laughs> did jeremy say how uh and where he's from in the email N- no but but oh, it sounds like a suburb because i can't move back into the city okay sometimes we know where the listener emails are coming from and sometimes we don't It'd be very helpful if we knew where you guys were writing in from just so we can kind of gauge if you're close to somewhere that you should maybe be getting out of your current situation then <laughs> uh, maybe peter has a suggestion about where to live in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. I don't know. Whatever. Just let us know where you're calling from. Okay, number two. How does mom feel about this? Walking around the house naked, having their... Um, how old is Jeremy? Do we know how old he is or no? He, no, but but the fact Very that he's able to go with his parents and he said he's only been working for a little bit or he can't. He needs to be here for a little bit because of work situation. He's probably mid-20s, early 20s. Right. We'll, we'll chalk it up at him being 22, 23 years old. So... 
I'd say actually let's let's scratch back to the first initial thing. Let's talk to mom. See kind of what mom is thinking. Let mom know that this is weird. This isn't normal. Dad shouldn't be doing this. Um, That's a good point. That's back a good point. in like old sitcoms, I remember seeing dads walking around in their tidy whities whatever. Yes. This doesn't happen anymore. I haven't seen this in years. Haven't heard about this in years. It seems like your pops, maybe he's a little bit older, talking about pushing 70, you know, so not mm-hmm. so much older, but definitely old-ish to be having like a 22-year-old, whatever. So um, this used to maybe be acceptable. I'd say blame it on, talk to mom first and then see what she has to say and, and then blame it on work. Blame it yeah. on something that have to do well, with- Well, I don't think he's working. Food. I think- I don't think he's working. Maybe he's like interviewing, trying to get a job, but it sounds like financially he is, he's at home because he has to be uh, right, right now because he, he doesn't have the dough. So yeah, I agree with talking to the mom though. I agree with talking to the mom, the dad, if you're willing to do that, you don't care. They, he's making peanut butter sandwiches naked in the kitchen is what I'm imagining. He's like, he's like putting balls in the living room. That's how I'm imagining this dude. And his mom is probably like a fun time a little bit out there based on she's into that lifestyle. They're having people over, having parties all the time. Like they just sound like a fun retirement community. That's unwilling to adjust like that kind of vibe, maybe Florida. And I have to think that, yeah, the mom's the best angle. Be like, so dad, not really big on clothes anymore, huh? Because that, because he didn't. Indi- he says they're hardcore empty nesters now. It didn't used to be this way. Um, yeah. I, I'd say number one, talk to mom. Two, it's got to be in the back of your mind. You got to grind harder, dude. As as bad as it sounds, <laughs> just to be like grind harder to get out. Start and you know start making mills. I mean, yeah. you got you got to get out of the house. You got to find a job. I wouldn't. I, I think it's hilarious to be like, my dad is naked all the time and be like, grind harder, dude. Grind harder till you don't have to see your dad's balls in, in the kitchen. <laughs> but, that's honestly kind of how I'm thinking. You know, dad will be like, all right, well, this is my goddamn house. And then mo- the mom will be like, well, this is his goddamn house. And then yeah. where, do go, where do you go from there? You know, Gary V. Do you know Gary V. Motivational yeah, yeah. guy? Of course, he'd be like, just stop taking, stop taking their money. Move out immediately. And I, and he's right. As tough as that is to do, I mean, that's what you got to do. I think there's definitely a chance that his dad is doing that. He's like, oh, great. Son's coming home. I'm going to teach him a lesson about living in my place. You want to be unemployed? You're going to be employed around these balls. And that's what he's <laughs> exposing him to. I think there's definitely a chance that his dad, I don't know. I kind of, not, not to be unsympathetic, Jeremy, COVID's tough. A lot of people losing their jobs. It could have been either of us, but your dad sounds like a homie and I kind of want to meet him and I would not really care if he wore clothes or not. I understand why you would. I'm putting myself in your shoes and I, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get out of there. I know it can't be immediate, but you got to scrape a couple shekels together. You're living at home. Hopefully you're not spending anything. Get that job, get that money together. Take a loan, dude, whatever. I, I mean, get into credit card <laughs> debt, ruin your life, destroy your livelihood in a, the most uncertain time ever. Maybe you get a stimmy check and you can get out of there. But, but yeah, it's the next move. Even if you're living in a slum an hour from your job, you, you got to move on because it's one or the other. It's be with your parents' empty nest lifestyle or it's be your own man. And it also sounds like it's temporary too. You know, Jeremy, yeah. if it's going to be a three-month thing, just appreciate living with your family because you'll never live with them again. Now, you did live with them probably from the ages of zero to 17, but now you're back for a few months. 
I'd say just bite your bottom lip and appreciate it. Your dad has obviously done something well in life to afford a, ha a nice house uh, with multiple rooms, a, a nice wife, and he's able to walk around with not a care in the world. And it takes a lot of confidence to just walk around your house naked or in tidy whities Am I wrong? He earned that saggy sack and he's going to damn well flaunt it. So I, I think for the time being, maybe express something to your mom gently and hopefully things will die down. But I don't think you're really getting out of this situation until you get out of this home. And it's unfortunate. I know how hard it is to get out in these times, but, but it's your, it's your only option. Also they're bringing, you know, unwanted guests around. So that's a little scary and even more reason why you got to go do your own thing, live your own lifestyle. That's what adulthood is and whether intentionally or not your dad and his free balling lifestyle is forcing you into that. Yeah. Stay in, stay in your room. So that's funny though. The topic, the would you rather and this email did kind of tie in together the, the topic of roommates um, yeah. right in. If you guys have any issues with your roommates said Jones world at gmail.com again, hit, Peter up on IG, hit myself up on IG and uh, we'll respond to you guys. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't know how much further to get into that. Just besides the fact that you got to approach the situation with how do they, how do they say rubber gloves? Yes. Do uh, they? Uh, kid gloves like that. Just very sensitively is how, is how I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You, it, there's not a lot you can do. Approach the mom, get out as soon as you can. And, uh, you know, close your eyes when you're in the kitchen around your dad. <laughs> so, Peter, before we get out of here and before I see you in studio for the next episode, uh, which I am very much looking forward to, do you have anything to say to the people? Nah, just hit me up. I want to I know you as well as you know me. Come find me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Peter Moran, Ted Jones World, and we will see you guys at another time. A hey, goodbye. Peace.